Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, October 20th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Leah Mallory. And I'm Jaya Joyce. Now let's see what's what in the city. Children are contracting respiratory illnesses at an alarming rate in Connecticut. Hospitals have been seeing an increase in the amount of children hospitalized this month for RSV, a virus that usually peaks between November and March. Medical facilities like Connecticut Children's Medical Center have even run out of beds. The medical center is contacting FEMA and the National Guard to help set up a tent on the hospital lawn for more ill children. A casino may be coming to Times Square. Those who pitched the idea are trying to get the help of local businesses to carry out the vision and promise to use some of the casino's potential profits to improve safety and sanitation in Times Square. However, there are some who are against the idea of adding a casino to the area. The Broadway League says the traffic from a casino would make the area more congested than it already is. Liz Truss is now the UK's shortest-serving prime minister. After just 45 days in office, she has resigned from her role as the leader of the UK Conservative Party. The resignation comes after weeks of political and economic turmoil following her tenure. The United Bodegas of America are calling for government officials to do more to help migrant workers. They want President Biden and Mayor Adams to reduce bureaucracy when granting work authorization permits. Spokesperson for the group Fernando Mateo says migrant workers aren't able to get jobs because getting the right paperwork takes too long. It's a federal problem that's thrown upon us on our shoulders. And we need to let them know that they need to solve the problem so that we can put these people to work. The United Bodegas of America say that to help the process, they're ready to offer thousands of asylum seekers jobs. If you're in Times Square today, don't be surprised if you see Abe Lincoln. Or 87 of them. There will be a surge of Abe Lincolns in the area to share a timely message ahead of this year's election season. They want Americans to connect and cooperate with each other regardless of their political and social affiliations. Ed Sheeran's Irish roots are being recognized in the Big Apple. The Grammy Award winner will headline the Irish Arts Center's Spirit of Ireland Gala as the artistic honoree tonight at Chelsea Piers. The event will celebrate the center's 50th anniversary and their first year in a new state-of-the-art building. And in sports, the New York Yankees are still searching for their first win of the American League Championship Series. Colin Lochran has the story and more from across the world of sports. The New York Yankees dropped Game 1 of the ALCS in Houston to the Astros by a final of 4-2 Wednesday night. Homers from Harrison Bader and Anthony Rizzo were just not enough to push the bomber offense past the opposition. Game 2 will take place tonight in the Space City. Luis Severino will deal for the pinstripes, and Framber Valdez will tow the rubber for Houston. Severino is coming off a gritty performance in the ALDS against the Cleveland Guardians and will look to give the offense room to work with. First pitch scheduled for 7:37. I've heard NYC's NBA teams are back too. On the hardwood, the Brooklyn Nets began their season last night at the Clays, but did not put their best foot forward. They dropped the opener to the New Orleans Pelicans by a mark of 130-108. to After the bummer, Kevin Durant simply said, quote, I've just got to be better. The Knicks also began their campaign yesterday. They fell on the road to the Memphis Grizzlies by a score of 115-112 to in overtime. Even with the loss, some of the Knicks' younger stars, like forward Cam Reddish, played effectively. Reddish collected 22 points as his team almost outdueled John Morant and the Grizz. 
After the match came to an end, Knicks head coach Tom Thibodeau reinforced the positive and said, quote, I love the fight we have. With WFUV Sports, I'm Colin Loughran. For the past month, we've been running a series called The Littles, where we explore lesser-known neighborhoods throughout New York City. Today, WFUV's Taylor Macetta went to Little Australia in Nolita to talk to people about how Australians have made a home in New York City. Welcome to Little Australia, a vibrant community nestled in the heart of Nolita. Here, thousands of Australians live their day-to-day lives. Back in 2011, the Australian consulate estimated that 20,000 Australians made NYC their home, a number that's surely increased. Take a stroll through Nolita, which is located between Houston and Bowery. You'll come across a wide array of Australian-owned shops. There's Dinosaur Designs handcrafted resin jewelry and Aesop, a natural-based cosmetics store. They're all located mere streets from each other. James Boland is the founder and president of the Australian Community, which aims to connect Australians in America to economic and social opportunities. He's watched Little Australia steadily grow over the years. Many years ago, there was a famous restaurant called Eight Mile Creek, and then a few other Australian businesses started popping up around that, and it was reasonably cheap rents there, so a few Australians moved into that area. Boland says that the E3 Specialty Occupations Worker Visa allows solely Australians to stay in America for at least two years, giving Australians a reliable way to stay in the States. Unfortunately, the visas have grown scarcer, all starting back when the pandemic began. Countries went into lockdown, including Australia, and it became almost impossible to get an appointment to have a visa processed. And to an extent that exists today, it is still a challenge. But there are headwinds also for Australians down the road with the E3 visa being available now to Irish nationals. That's expected to go through in 2024, and we will see a lot of competition from Irish nationals for jobs that Australians have traditionally had access to here in New York. We could see the Australian population shrink considerably post-2024 as well. Despite these concerns, Little Australia continues to thrive. Around nearly every corner of Nolita, you're sure to find an Australian-owned cafe. Australian coffee is espresso style, individually crafted for each customer. It offers an opportunity to slow down while you wake up, and the taste of those flat whites take you straight down under. One of the most popular Australian cafes is Two Hands, found in four locations all across New York City. I stopped by one tucked away on Mott Street, right in the heart of Little Australia. It's a relaxed, homey spot with a cream-colored coastal aesthetic and baristas greeting you at the door with a smile. Lucy Thumbs is the chief operating officer at Two Hands. She first started working there as a server in 2017, and the cafe's homey feel drew her there in the first place. It's to be sort of like a little community spot, you know, it's going to be more Australian style where you get good coffee and then good food as well, so we really focus on sort of both. Like many other Australian cafes, Two Hands is very health-focused, offering a colorful, bright menu chock full of fruits and vegetables. For lunch, I ate their brassica salad, which is made with charred broccolini, a soft-boiled egg, chopped avocado, and a buzzed chili hummus with one heck of a kick. While the spice hit me a little hard, it really was a wonderful lunch. Thumb says that Australian cafes put healthy, fresh foods at the forefront. 
I think that we really provide like refreshing sort of like colorful food options, especially for brunch. Whereas in America, a lot of the brunch dishes are quite heavy, being like home fries and grits and things like that. So to finish off my meal, I tried one of their specialty cold pressed juices. Oh, I love the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's the walking on sunshine with pineapple, celery, apple, basil, and turmeric. It's a bright, refreshing beverage, the exact vibe that Two Hands exudes. According to Thumbs, Australians are known for their laid-back, relaxed attitudes, so it really is a great place to take a breather. Like moving quickly, in a rush, stress. I think people really enjoy being able to come here, like sit down with a coffee, either with friends or by themselves, you know, and have brunch, take some time for themselves. I think that like the American community kind of enjoys that aspect. Boland sees a lot of similarities between Australian and American culture. He's not surprised that the two mesh together so well. Whenever I meet American, there's, you know, one of three things that they say. One is that they've always wanted to go to Australia, but it's too far away. Two, they know someone who went to Australia who had a great time. Or three, they went to Australia and didn't want to come back. One could say that Little Australia truly is a slice of what the Outback has to offer. I'm Taylor Massetta, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Taylor Massetta reporting from Little Australia in Manhattan. And that's our show for today. I'm Jaya Joyce. And I'm Leah Mallory. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.